North Carolina is having early season success on the court. And what does it mean? They've given themselves an opportunity at a top 10 matchup in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, on Tuesday night. This is great for the program. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. We're joined today, a day early this week, by our guy, Coach Pat Kilby. He's got a big-time matchup in the state of Oklahoma coming up tomorrow night, so we're getting him on a day early. A number one versus number two matchup, Pack. We're all behind you, brother. Go get that road dub. We want to thank you everydayers for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listener watch to get your Tar Heels content every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. By the way, if you want to come hang out with me and Pack and talk Carolina stuff uh, in, in a different venue where we're kind of all together, come join the Locked on Tar Heels Discord. The link for it's in the show notes. You want to get in there before the game tonight because the game thread is going to be hot and it's going to be going. Pack, am I joking with the people right now? Oh, no. No, it's no. going to definitely be hot. Ah, man, come on, get in on that action for sure. Coming up today, we do want to get you primed for UConn. We're going to let you know about them. We're going to give you the four corners preview as well as game predictions. But before we get to all of that, Pac, let's just have a conversation about the magnitude of Carolina playing well enough early in this season to actually give themselves the opportunity to play a top 10 matchup against the reigning national champions inside Madison Square Garden. This is so big for North Carolina as a program. It's so big for Hubert Davis to get this. Just talk about what you see this meaning for Carolina. Well, it's huge. It's huge for uh, Coach Davis. You know, the fact that we've gotten some of the wins that we've gotten this early um, and kind of the pressure that he had to have been feeling going into this year, that's got to be a little bit of a relief, but now it sets up this huge matchup. And, you know, when you think about it, Coach Davis spent time with the Knicks when he was a player in the NBA. So he's going back home in a sense. Um, <laughs> RJ Davis is going back home. Poor Mac Ryan is going back home. It's just so cool for our kids, uh, for our coaches. I mean, what a big time matchup. And as fans, like we've been craving for this team to be competitive for the last few years and to win some big time regular season matchups. Um, non-conference matchups, especially uh, because we haven't been off to great starts. And here we are sitting at seven and one playing a top 10 matchup with UConn in one of the best and most historic venues of all time, Madison Square Garden. I mean, it does not get any bigger than that. Like that is just awesome. That is, excuse me, that's the like epitome of big time college basketball. And so um, there's just so much to look forward to. You know, we know UConn's going to bring it. They play with a lot of grit. They play with a lot of fire. Their coach coaches that way. And it's going to be fun to see how we can match He's a Hurley. Of course he coaches that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Anybody with that last name coaches that way. That's right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so, so good to get the Carolina brand on the biggest stage when you're playing at a high level. I mean, Pac, you and I went back and looked – 
uh, before we started recording. The last time Carolina played a top 10 regular season matchup was in the 2019-20 season. And frankly, Carolina was just kind of holding on to a top 10 ranking at that point. They were ranked top 10, but they lost to Ohio State and Virginia, who were also both top 10 uh, in in back-to-back succession that week. The last time Carolina won a regular season top 10 matchup, it was actually a top five regular season matchup. March 9th, 2019, Carolina third in the nation, Duke fourth in the nation. The Tar Heels win 79 to 70. And Pac, do you know why the Tar Heels won that game? Um, this is a joke. You don't have to think about it. I I honestly, I remember, I think Kobe White played really, really well. But I he don't. did, but, but the, the true and honest answer is that my daughter was born the day before this and we were in the hospital. And so oh. it, it was a world oh. in which she brought good luck to the Tar Heels. That's that's the true answer to my question, if yeah. we're being honest here. No I mean, there's, there's no other way you can – no, very seriously. You're right. It, I mean, it was a great game. I vividly remember sitting in the hospital room and uh, watching it with a whole bunch of family mm-hmm. around. It was an incredible atmosphere. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that was the last time. My daughter is about to turn five in March, Pack. That was the last time Carolina won a regular season top ten matchup. That's what we're talking about here. But as you said, thanks to Carolina's play, they have made this a worthy and an elite college basketball game that the entire nation is going to watch because it's in Madison Square Garden, because it's coming on. I mean, there are four ranked teams playing in the Jimmy V Classic. You got Florida, uh, FAU, and Illinois playing before, and then Carolina and UConn. I mean, it's a great matchup, and it's like uh, Carolina is the headliner. That is what we're talking about here. They're ninth in the AP poll. They're ninth in the locked on top 25. They're 12th at Ken Palm right now. I mean, it's great stuff. You love to see it. By the way, the, the net rankings came out from the NCAA on Monday. Uh, it takes a while to normalize. I know a lot of people were like, why on earth are we 32nd? Just it's It just takes a while for the computer metrics to get in all the data points of the year. So just be patient with the net and don't read too much into it right now. But Pac, obviously... You want to go win this basketball game is where where we're at with it. However, at what level are there, and I, I know people are going to disagree with this, but at what level are there moral victories? And by that, I mean, it's UConn's neck of the woods. They have played so much in Madison Square Garden. Um, but, I mean, you go up against the reigning national champions who themselves are fourth in the nation right now, who are playing so well. They project to get Stefan Castle back, as Coach Hurley said on Monday. I mean, you, you want to win this game, but at the very least, I, I want to see Carolina go and play a close and competitive game against UConn. Is that, I mean, is that an okay thing to feel, or should we feel win or bust? Well, I don't think we should feel win or bust. You know, if we lose a neutral site game to UConn nine games into the season. In their neck of the woods. Not, yeah, that's not that's not the end-all, be-all. Um, but, you know, I, I'll say this. I, I don't know. I'm not a huge, like, moral victory guy, but I, I want us to set, like, a, a baseline, a standard, if you will, for games like this. And, and I mean – I, I shouldn't use the word set it. It's already there. It's North Carolina, yeah. Tar Heel basketball. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I would like to see us get out there and compete and bust our tail and play the Carolina way like we have the eight games before this and go do what we do, go where we go, do what we do. <laughs> Thank you, Woody. Play. Thank you, Woody. Yep, exactly. 
play Carolina basketball and let the rest take care of itself. Like if we do that and we hang our hat on what we do well and we bring that you know, on Tuesday night, that's going to be what you know determines whether or not I'm proud of how we played, yeah. win or lose. Because you know the reality is nine games into the season, if we lose a game to UConn, that's okay. That's okay. We played a really good team, neutral side, NCAA tournament, Final Four type game, if you will. We don't need, we don't have to win those right now. We need to prep to win those in March. But if we don't have the baseline there to play to our standard, that's where I would start to be concerned. But I don't expect that. I expect us to bring it. I expect us to bring a lot of intensity and be locked in and ready to go and for it to be an absolute battle. And I think that that is the point that we have to drive home. And I'm so glad you said it is win or lose. If Carolina plays Carolina basketball at a Carolina level, I can go to bed tonight, Tuesday night and be okay with that. Now, is Coach Davis going to be okay with the moral victory? Absolutely not. He will say that in the press conference if Carolina loses. Is is he going to be thrilled with a win, but Carolina doesn't play well? Absolutely not. And so I think that's the balance in the middle ground there is you want to see a win, but more importantly, you want to see Carolina play to the Carolina standard. Um, Pac, I didn't prepare either of us for this, but let's just say it now. Give me one X-Factor player, um, and I don't mean X-Factor in like they're not typically a thing. I just mean in terms of like, give me one player who has to play well for Carolina to win this game. And I'll do this. This is the biggest stage he's played on today. Um, And he significantly changes the ceiling of our team. Hmm. He's very, very good. But this is a big stage against a very good team. And quite frankly, it's a pretty big group that they put on the court, like size-wise. So yeah, we're going to talk about that be, in a minute. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a, at a slight disadvantage, and I know we'll get into that a little bit more. But man, if we can get a good game from him, it doesn't have to be a ten assist, zero turnover game. But if we can get you know six or seven assists and limited turnovers from him, then I feel really good about our chances, and I think that makes him the X factor. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, it's the last five games. I want to say it's 24 assists to two turnovers for Elliot. I mean, that's, that's insane, dude. Um, I'm going to go with Harrison Ingram for mine. Uh, but only because you took Elliot and, uh, Harrison would be my close runner up just because of the variability of what he can do on the basketball court and how he can change the dynamics with his game based on what position he's playing at any given moment, based on the things he can do. Um, I'd, I'd love to see him uh, continue to do the things he's been doing for Carolina offensively and defensively and, and everything he's bringing on the court. Truthfully, though, Pac, I think we could name something about every starter in every bench guy that we need to see them do. Right. Like we need to see Seth be a game changer like he was Saturday and, uh, you know, like we could go down the down the roster and name those kind of things. So this is an all all hands on deck sort of situation to win this game. Well, we do want to get you primed for UConn specifically and what Carolina, how Carolina matches up, all that kind of stuff, what the backcourt battles will look like, because that's, man, UConn's got dudes everywhere. I'm just telling you folks right now. We're going to talk about it in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by Game Time. Look, Jimmy V Classic is tonight inside MSG. Maybe you're realizing like, oh, shoot, I don't have tickets and I want to be there. Thankfully for you, you're in luck with Game Time the fast and easy way to buy your last-minute tickets for all the sports, 
music, comedy, theater, whatever kind of event that is near you, they've got it. Killer last minute deals, all in prices, pictures of views from your seat, and a best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets tickets to your next event and thankfully that's great because game time has you covered right up to the start of the event and even an hour after they've got that for you so again take the guesswork out of it with game time download their app create an account and use code locked on college for twenty dollars off your first purchase again create an account and use code locked on college for twenty dollars off terms apply download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Okay, Prack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's your name, right? Uh, okay, Pack. Uh, if you would get us, get us uh, all the details on this game. When is it happening? What do we need to know about UConn? Run us through that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously, UNC versus UConn in the Jimmy V Classic, Tuesday, December fifth, nine o'clock Eastern tip, eight o'clock Central. Um, that's obviously could vary because FAU and Illinois play before us, and that's at 6.30 Eastern time. And there's generally about 30 minutes gap between a game before and the next game. So um, if that game's running behind, then Carolina's game will definitely push back in time. Game's going to be on, on ESPN. UConn favored by five and a half. That's um, steep, Pack. That's, that's, yeah, I, I don't know that I would be taking that. Um, so UNC leads the series five to one. They've won three straight. They have not played since February 13th, 2005. So here's a fun fact for you. This isn't something we planned. Do you know who Carolina opened the season with in 2005? Yes. Uh, was that the game they lost? Um, Out on the West Coast because Coda No, that was uh, – well, maybe. I, I was thinking Carolina opened with Radford in 05. Did they really? You might be right. I think they opened the NCAA tournament with Radford in 05. Maybe. Uh, was it? Okay. Never mind. I'll look. You I'll keep talking. I'm going to look Radford, while you're going. And then we got UConn. There's some similarities. Maybe we were going to win it all this year, you know. But uh, that's the last time Carolina played was was UConn was 2005. Um, Coach Danny Hurley is in his sixth year. Um, he's been there since 1819. UConn currently fourth in the Ken Palm ranking, fifth in the AP poll. Uh, picked third in the Big East preseason. And so far they're seven and one with wins over Texas and Indiana, both neutral sites. And um, the other five games that they've won are all outside the top 200 in the Ken Palm. So um, their lone loss was at Kansas um, in Fog Allen Arena. That's that's a really tough place to go win, but they played them you know, very close, 69-65 loss oh, to yeah. Kansas. Um, thus far, Carolina has a better resume than UConn. Uh, we've got five wins over teams in the top 200 of the Ken Palm, including two top 50 in Tennessee and Arkansas. So good start for the Hills. Uh, players to watch for UConn, Tristan Newton got a major stat line going on, 17.5 points, 7.9 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 1.6 steals, 37.5% from three on five attempts a game. This dude. Okay. That's a, it's a heck of a stat line. It is. Um, and then here's kind of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, just the size of UConn is different. You know, Solomon Balls at six foot three. Um, Alex Car Carabin. Hopefully yeah, Carabin. 
little Carol band Zane. on the end there. Yeah. Six foot eight. Tristan Newton, six foot five. Cam Spencer, six four, and Don, Donovan Klingon, seven foot two center. And then there's obviously Stefan Castle, um, who was starting in place of Solomon Ball, uh, but he had that knee procedure and he is going to be available to play against Carolina potentially in some like limited role. Yeah, so, I don't think I don't think he'll uh coach you know, we could see this very this could completely change, but the way coach Hurley was talking about it on Monday, it sounds like um I I would be shocked if he was back in the starting lineup for this first game yeah. available. I think he'll come off the bench and we'll still see Ball in the starting lineup. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think they're going to try to ease him back into it. But man, he uh, Stefan Castle is an absolute dude, one of the very best freshmen in the nation. So I mean, I'm I'm glad he's playing. You know, you want to play teams at full strength and really measure yourself against them. But Pac, here here's the part of the problem. Um, as I as I look at the how does Carolina match up, this is potentially a major problem for the heels. Like I mean, even like thank goodness it's probably not Castle because he makes them even bigger. Um, mm-hmm. But Solomon Ball is 6'3", Cam Spencer 6'4", Tristan Newton 6'5", but he runs the show. That's kind of the problem here. Caravan is 6'8", and Klingon 7'2". So I'm almost looking at it. I know Tristan Newton is kind of the ringleader, but I'm thinking we put Cormac Ryan on him just because there's that that height uh, that he can bring, assuming his ankle's good enough to stay with Tristan Newton. But then that means you got RJ on 6'3", Solomon Ball. You got Elliott on 6'4", Cam Spencer. Harrison Ingram and Caravan kind of match out nicely, which is good but at 6'8", for Caravan. But then, yeah, Mondo has got a load on his hands with Donovan Klingon. We'll talk about that matchup in a little bit. But, Pac, when, when your team is overmatched from a size, from a height discrepancy standpoint, how do you as a coach – approach that either defensively or how you talk to your players psychologically? Well, there's obviously some disadvantages uh, where we, especially where we look at size is not necessarily how it affects us when we're running our offense. It's how we can slow them down when we're on defense. And the main thing is, is just being solid in your principles, in your scheme, in your fundamentals, like, um, you're not going to – obviously, when you're at a size advantage, you can't just rely on athleticism. Like, you have to block out, put a body on somebody, knock them back, and then go get the basketball. Like, we don't need to go get into a, a jumping contest with these guys or <laughs> try to out-athlete them. We need to be solid in our principles. And I know that that's something that Coach Davis has harped on is uh, like the rebounding battle. We've got to be solid in that. Um, we've got to be – solid in our closeouts and you know just it's just all in the fundamentals and the principles and the beliefs getting your guys to buy into that and to transfer that into the way they play on the court if if we will do that the size doesn't concern me so much okay but if we go out there and we try to out athlete them or just um you know think we can you know just out jump them for a rebound without blocking out or you know little things like that that's where we'll find ourselves in a bind. And look, thankfully, you just got some of that experience against Florida State, right? Like uh, Florida State is always so long and big and athletic that uh, it was a nice tune-up against, albeit a less talented Florida State team than UConn is. But you you do get some experience playing against longer, bigger dudes, and and that's a perfect kind of uh, le- tune-up 
game uh, for this one. I know it, that Florida State game was no tune-up. That was that was a battle, man. But uh, you you get the point there with it, Pac. Um, and look, it, it Tristan Newton is an absolute dude. But all of these starters are so good. You, Solomon Ball excluded when you have Castle in the starting lineup. Their usual five starters are all averaging fourteen or more points a game. Newton's the the head of the snake scoring wise, but man, they they can all do it. They can all fill it up on any given night. Um, they are elite from two point offense, elite from two point defense. Not as good from three, not as strong as Carolina from the free throw line. We'll get to that. Um, But even in that great matchup with Kansas last Friday, it was three-point shooting that kept them in the game, even while they weren't shooting as well from two. So, Pac, I mean, this this is a team that should not be taken lightly. They are legit, and they are elite, and Carolina is going to have to bring it. Um, I'm hoping a lot of you saw the matchup in Fog Allen Fieldhouse on Friday night, because that was a high, high level college basketball game. One thing Pac, that I think we should make everyone aware of coming in is that UConn is a little bit banged up and dinged up and you hate that. You never want people to be hurt, but it could play to Carolina's advantage. Obviously, as we said, this is Castle's first game back from a, a minor knee repair. Um, he played the first two games of the season and hasn't been in since then, but on Friday night at Kansas, Cam Spencer, one of their better three-point shooters, tweaked his ankle he gutted it out, played a whole bunch of minutes in that game, but he was clearly, clearly lagging, didn't have his usual lift on his shot. I think he was like two of 12 from the field, something like that. Um, Donovan Klingen is dealing with a bad big toe on both feet. Um, and for a seven foot two dude pack, you know, as well as I do, uh, you know, better than I do actually, because you actually are super tall and I'm not, uh, that how difficult that is. And then, um, also Alex Carban is dealing with, with a uh what is ah, i'm trying to remember what his issue is right now a finger he's got a finger issue that's what it is and so coach hurley said with all three of those guys he's curious to see what they're going to look like because again this is a non-conference matchup and there's a long biggie schedule ahead for them so um pack i mean again you hate it when guys are dealing with injuries but hey it is what it is how do we exploit it well our depth becomes very important you know because theirs takes a hit um, they only – I think it was you that actually mentioned it. They only play, s- played seven guys against Kansas. That's right. That's right. Um, and so, you know, with them being banged up, like you said, you hate to see that. Um, but we need to take advantage of it, and we need our depth to be good, and we need to use, you know, all nine or ten bodies off the bench, try to wear them down um, with our pace and our physicality and just the freshness of legs that we can, you know, bring off the bench. And, and, and I think that, that that does play a huge, a huge um, advantage, you know, in our favor. And so we need to exploit it through our depth, through our pace. And uh, Run see, Donovan clinging out the gym. That, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Put him in, not just in transition, like put him in ball screen after ball screen after ball screen, fast break after fast break after fast break. See if we can wear him down, get him in quick foul trouble even. You know, a lot of times when those bigs are um, banged up, they're a little bit slower than they typically would be. Um, You know, it messes with the way they can guard ball screens. They can pick up some cheap fouls, you know, by by doing that stuff. And so um, if we can do some of that, I mean, I I really think we can take advantage of that and wear them down. So that would be huge for us. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And, by the way, 
getting to the free throw line would be a major advantage for Carolina. In fact, that's going to be the first thing in our four corners preview, which we're going to get to in just a second, along with game predictions and three other things that we are specifically watching for in this game as part of the four corners preview. We'll get there in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by LinkedIn. Look, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to be able to interview. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs, which has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. It's critically, critically important for the success of your business to have a pool of quality candidates to interview. And thankfully, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to find that pool. They're not just some other job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals making it the best place to hire, which is super easy when you have that many quality candidates available. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours on LinkedIn jobs. Look, they know at LinkedIn that so many small businesses are wearing a ton of hats in their roles and they might not have the time or resources to hire. And that's why they're here to help. And that process is intuitive. It's super quick and it's super easy. They've even launched this new feature that helps you write job descriptions so that you don't have to figure that out. So if you want to get in on that, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. OPEC. Let's get into this four corners preview. Uh, we just mentioned it, but we want to talk about the free throw line. Uh, let's start there. Look, this is a massive opportunity for Carolina Pack. Here, let me just throw some of the numbers at us. Carolina, 14th in the nation in free throw rate. By comparison, UConn is 111th. Carolina is 7th in the nation in free throws attempted per game. UConn is 85th. Carolina is 27th in team free throw percentage in the nation at 77.4%. UConn is 84th. So what does that mean for Carolina? They are taking the seventh most free throws per game this season nationally, but they're also connecting on those at the 27th best rate. So they're shooting a ton and they're making a ton. That's a great combination. UConn cannot sniff what Carolina is doing from the free throw line. Moreover, as you said, Pac, what a great opportunity to use your depth, get UConn not only in foul trouble, but then utilize the advantage at the free throw line. Um, so let's make that happen. I know Castle will be back, so that's like maybe eight in the rotation, but you got to break down into that, Pac. Um, uh, what are we looking at? with that free throw line, and then why don't you take us on into the second thing in the preview? Yeah, so uh, the second thing for me is just how effective can Baycott be against seven foot two Donovan Klingon? And, you know, here's the deal. A couple things. Klingon is really good. He's really, really good. Um, and obviously he's banged up, so maybe that'll play a part in the game tomorrow or tonight. Um, but, you know, here's the thing. Armando's kind of struggled against um, seven-footers. And, you know, he's just – he looked better against Tennessee, and then I thought he looked all right against Florida State. But for whatever reason, I just I, – I feel like he's got something to prove. And not necessarily to us. We know who he is. Yeah. Um, and we know what he's about and how good he really is. But I think he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder because the talk coming out of Battle for Atlantis was – What's going on with Armando Baycott? You know, and that was kind of 
that was amongst Carolina fans, but that was a national talk too. It was Harrison Ingram is looking good, and Cormac is looking good, Tilly rolled his ankle, and Cadeau's really coming onto the scene, and you know, RJ is really, really good, but there wasn't much talk about Bay Cotton. So um, that matchup really intrigues me. I think he's going to go into this game with something to prove mm. and uh, show that he belongs with right there with everybody else. And and like I said, we already know that he does. But this is what a better stage than you know ESPN, Madison Square Garden, top 10 matchup against an NBA prospect in Donovan Klingon and one of college basketball's best players. So I think it's going to be a great, great matchup. And if he can dominate that or even prove to just be competitive and hold his own in that, that's going to be a win for Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great chance to show off his improved fitness as well. And uh, we'll look to see how he does with that. Number three in our four corners preview. Not only is this game a top 10 uh, matchup in terms of AP rankings, this mm-hmm. is also a matchup of two top five Ken Palm offenses. Uh, Villanova, or Villanova, UConn right now is third in offensive efficiency at Ken Palm. Carolina is fifth. And so, Pac, what's interesting to that about that to me is that both offenses are phenomenal and elite. What it says is we got to see which defense is going to be up to the task of slowing which offense down more capably. And that to me is the team that wins this game. The the offenses are going to do what the offenses are going to do. Which defense can find some wrinkles, can find some stops? Does Carolina utilize some pressure? Do they utilize some, some different wrinkles like we saw them do against Florida State? We're going to watch for that. But to me, whichever defense can do more work is going to be the team that wins this game. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, 100%. Um, the fourth thing here in the four corners, um, and this one to me is going to be the deciding factor, and um, that is rebounding, the rebounding battle. Coach Davis specifically uh, brought this up in his press conference was that he was emphasizing how important the rebounding battle was. Uh, UConn is eighth in offensive rebound percentage at 40.2, while only allowing opponents to offensive rebound at 21.4%. So they do a good job of getting them and and keeping the other team from getting offensive rebounds. So, um, you know, UNC is averaging 39.5 rebounds per game. UConn's at 41.8. So, obviously, um, they hang their hat on that. That's something they take pride in. And that's something that Carolina's taken pride in for years is rebounding. It's going to play a huge role in this game. And um, it's going to matter for us because, you know, number one, we need to limit their bonus buckets. Bonus buckets are, um, you know, offensive rebounds that lead to putbacks or fouls that put them on the free throw line. We got to limit those. They can't get any easy buckets in the game like this. But also, when we rebound, guess what that does? That jump starts our fast break, and we're pitching ahead, and we're going, and we're running. We're playing Carolina basketball, and so um, that is just—it's going to be key for us to to control that. But also, like we mentioned earlier, take advantage of our depth and get out in transition and run, 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 run. See if we can get into their depth a little bit and wear them down. Yeah. Man, I love it. Big time, big time, exciting game, big time, exciting opportunity for the Tar Heels tonight to show the nation what they are made of. Pack, 
As you said earlier, FanDuel has the line for this one. UConn by five and a half points. What you going with? Uh, give me the heels, 81-77. Ooh, I like that. Carolina not only covers, but wins outright. I like that. I'm going to go a little bit lower, and I will go Carolina 75, UConn 72. And uh, either way, the Tar Heels are winning. They're coming back home as victors of the Jimmy V Classic. And boy, what would that mean for this non-conference resume pack? It is already looking good, but that would make it phenomenal. And then you get a whole bunch of days off before Kentucky. So we'll break down this game after it happens on Wednesday's show, as we'll be cheering on Coach Pat Kilby on Tuesday night in his game. Uh, A big-time matchup in the state of Oklahoma there. Folks, we want to thank you for joining us on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Again, come join our Discord. We'd love to have you interacting tonight during the game. Um, it's, again, it's going to be going off in that game thread chat. We'd love to have you as part of it. You can uh, also email the show, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. We'd love for you to subscribe on video and audio format. Smash the like button, and we want to hear your comments on this match. What do you think? How does Carolina fare in it. Want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Again, we'll be right back with you tomorrow to break down what happens in this game. But until then, peace.